Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Audrey Seek. Now, we all know that smoking causes damage to our health. In fact, tobacco use kills 5.4 million people a year worldwide. Now, that's an average of one person every six seconds. And that's why many governments around the world impose strict policies, such as tobacco taxes, to deter smoking. But very interestingly, researchers have found that in response to that, tobacco companies frequently fund research on illicit cigarette trade and then have those figures inflated to deter governments from raising tobacco taxes by arguing that taxes are the reason that this illicit trade occurs. Now, to help us wrap our heads around all of this, we're joined by Dr. Yvette Vanderek. She is the assistant professor at the NUS Sauce Hawk School of Public Health. Thanks so much for joining Breakfast. Hi, good morning. Great to have you on. So Yvette, we've seen the reports, we've seen social media, you know, vaping seems to be a growing issue here in Singapore. Could you maybe give us a sense of the current size of Singapore's illicit market for vaping and tobacco products? And, you know, how do we fare as compared with other regions? Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, the illicit market for tobacco products in Singapore is actually quite low. Mm. Uh, So it's less than 4%. These are our best estimates. Uh, which is way smaller than in many other countries. Ah. And also if you consider that only about 10% of people here smoke, so 4% of 10% of people, it's not a large number at all. As for the other vaping market, it's very hard for us to estimate um, because we don't really know what the prevalence of vaping is in Singapore. But we do know that it's likely a lot lower than in many other countries because most of the countries, they do have some kind of market for vaping products. Uh, what you just described uh, seems to be a bit different from the perception I think many people, including myself, have had about this, about how illicit markets for cigarettes and vaping are rampant. Uh, why do you think this is? Why do we have this perception and what's feeding this frenzy? Well, first of all, as far as the illicit vaping market goes, I think it's partly because of our perception, because, I mean, vaping is, is a fairly new thing in Singapore. So it started out from having no scene at all. So we do know that the cases in Singapore have increased. So I guess there's this change in our perception, right? Mm. Uh, Because we're used to having absolutely none of it. And now we we are having some cases. Yeah. So I think part of it is that, just that adjustment. And secondly, it's also because tobacco companies do tend to inflate uh, estimates of the illicit trade. Mm. Yeah. So they have a notorious history of doing this for tobacco. You know, so it's quite common for them to work with organizations like Oxford Economics, KPMG, the International Tax and Investment Center, to produce these figures, these estimates of illicit trade. The methods that they use, they're not very transparent and not very robust, and they tend to grossly overestimate the sizes of these illicit markets. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, like, for instance, like, you know, there's been various studies in different countries across Asia, Europe, Latin America, Uh, many different countries where, you know, they've done some academic studies with more rigorous methods uh, where they found that their estimates were way, way smaller than what the tobacco companies had initially come up with. Okay, so it may be helpful to our listeners if you could explain maybe why tobacco companies would want to inflate the estimates. Um, Are they trying to tell governments that, oh, taxes are the cause of this issue and that's why you shouldn't be raising taxes on big tobacco? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because obviously taxes work. They are a very, very effective way to reduce tobacco consumption in the short term. And we find that when taxes are raised, especially when it's, you know, a fairly distant increase, like 
Singapore's increase of 15% earlier this year, that tobacco consumption does go down quite dramatically and quite you know, quickly in the short term. And tobacco companies themselves in their own internal documents have acknowledged how effective taxes are. And they do acknowledge that even though there's some rebound, uh, you know, smoking levels, they do, they, they remain lower than they were before. So they know that they're very effective. So obviously for them, there's a huge incentive to their governments to, to raise taxes as much as possible, because the more they raise taxes, the more they're going to lose profit. So if tobacco tax is not the cause, right? So what are the other factors driving the illegal cigarette trade? How difficult is it to stem this issue? Well, it's generally linked to the extent of corruption and criminality. So the better your enforcement measures against illicit trade, the lower your illicit trade is going to be. And this is a fairly consistent trend that we see across different countries. Okay, so um, we've heard overseas and domestically that people have been, you know, calling for the legislation of vaping with them saying, you know, if we have an illicit market, we might as well legalize it so that vaping can be better regulated. Uh, What would you say to people who hold this belief? Is there any truth to this? And not so, because the thing is, in other places where vaping has been legalized and regulated, there's a huge problem with vaping among you, right? And I guess one of the logic behind this argument is that, oh, well, if we have a regulated market, then we can ban some of the more dangerous types of products. But the thing is, then going through that whole regulation process takes, you know, it doesn't actually happen in the reality. And in the reality, what we do see is that youth are still getting their hands on these disposable vapes on the vapes with very high nicotine content. And the problem still persists. If we were to take them off the market, like what has happened in Singapore, I mean, yes, we do get some illegal trade, but it's way, way lower than we would have. I mean, the situation is much, much better than if we were to have a legal market for it. Yeah. Well, all of this that we've talked about has been debated, right, over the years. But here's something that is much harder to debate. It's been widely researched and proven that smoking and vaping have adverse impacts on personal and public health, right? So before we let you go, I just wanted your take. How influential would you say tobacco marketing is right now? And how can our authorities here create effective policies that can hopefully, you know, stem the rise of our young teens taking up smoking and vaping? Yeah, I think the marketing is really a serious challenge Mm. and it's probably one of the most important drivers of the youth vaping trend because what we've seen, even in countries like Singapore where vaping is banned, is that it's very aggressively marketed on social media, especially from the other countries. So what we're seeing is a lot of the influencers and the vaping companies based in Malaysia and other neighboring countries, they're very aggressively pushing their products to young Singaporeans. And then what happens then is that's going to create some illegal demand and also, very importantly, it normalizes vaping and then what happens is people get the impression that everyone's doing it even when not everyone's doing it because we all kind of hang out in our own peer groups right Mm -hmm. Um, you know so for instance if you're a young person and you're exposed to a lot of vaping content on social media so much maybe from your own peer group you might think that everyone is vaping even though it's just a select few people and then that's the kind of content that you see in social media but that's the kind of digital world that you're surrounded by so it has this very important normalization effect, normalization of a behavior that isn't actually a normal thing in society, you know, and I mean, even though we are seeing it more here and there, it is still very rare, I think, in Singapore, you know, uh, to see it. 
So it shifts our perception of vaping. And then the dangerous part is if then people think, oh, well, it's normal, so we might as well just legalize it. Yeah. Then, there's a, there, then there's a chance that it can tip off the policy decisions. Mm. So, yeah, I think marketing has a massive impact. And we do know that in other countries, uh, with the tobacco example, this has happened too. So, for instance, um, you know, in Vietnam in the 90s, um, they used to have a domestic tobacco industry that was completely close to international, transnational tobacco companies. So they were not able to market their products in mm. Vietnam. So then what one company, one tobacco company, British American Tobacco, what they did is they created an illegal trade. So they actually paid the trucks. <laughs> you know, they actually organized... And funded the illicit supply of cigarettes of their brands into Vietnam illegally to create some illegal demand. And at the same time, they were actually advertising their brands in Vietnam as well, uh, brands that weren't actually on the market. And then that creates some kind of illegal demand. And then with that, they were able to pressurize the government to open up trade to them. This is definitely a big public health issue, and it was great having you here to share your thoughts with us. Thanks, Yvette, for your insights and for joining us this morning. Thank you. We have been speaking with Dr. Yvette van der Eck. She's an assistant professor at the NUS Sauce Hawk School of Public Health. You can catch her opinion piece on The Straits Times today, page B2 of the opinion section. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.